My parents, especially my mother, was very strict and protective when I was younger. My, my mom is still very strict and protective. <laughs> but she was so strict and protective, and her name was Teresa, for those of you that don't know her. She was so strict and protective that my friends used to call her Mother Teresa. <laughs> which soon got, that's too long to say for high school kids, it soon got uh, shortened to Mama T. And they would always tease me about this. We'd be going out somewhere and getting ready to go. They're like, you sure Mama T's okay with this? And most of the time she wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, that didn't bother me as much. What did bother me is that my friends could do whatever they wanted to and I couldn't. That bothered me. I later understood, obviously, that when your parents tell you no, it's not to ruin your life. Uh, it's actually to protect you, and they do, in fact, know what they are talking about from time to time. This popped into my head when I was thinking about today's gospel. With Jesus' encounter with James and John and their mother, I could definitely see uh, my brother and I. Uh, I don't know if we'd take our mom to Jesus <clears throat> to ask him, but I certainly could see my brother and I going to Jesus and saying, we want to reign in your kingdom. We actually, you know Real Presence Radio? The, uh, so Father Gross was running, there's a two-hour slot, and they've asked us, my brother and I, uh, to do that radio sh- uh, spot because Father Gross is kind of transitioning it out. And my brother's like, yeah, he's like, we could be called the Sons of Thunder. Like, <laughs> that would be the name of our radio show. And I'm pretty sure we'd be canceled in a week. But this encounter is just incredible. You know, in the other Gospels, just James and John, and this one, it's their mother asking. But the fact that they go to Jesus and have the audacity to be like, do something. We're, we want you to do something. It's not even really a question. It's a, it's a demand. It's an imperative. So the first lesson we should get from this Gospel is, you know, don't tell Jesus what to do. And worst of it all, I think, is they do it through their mother. That's just kind of cowardly. I gotta imagine the Lord at that point. <laughs> you know, he's just kind of like, um, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure you guys get this whole thing yet. Because I just talked about going to Jerusalem and suffering and dying. And all you guys can think about is getting what you want. Not laying down your life for others, but getting what you want. The spiritual life is not getting what you want. Jesus is not a spiritual vending machine. We put in a couple of requests, a couple of prayers, and you kick out what I want. Unfortunately, I think many Christians... That's the way they pray. God, give me what I want. I'll tithe, I'll put in my good works, I'll follow your commandments, but I better get that raise, or I better get that job I applied for. And if I don't, somehow you don't love me. But as any good parent knows, you can't always give your children exactly what they ask for. If you do, they turn out to be terrible. I saw this a couple years ago. I, I do, you know, people watching. You ever do this? Maybe that's weird. <laughs> but just watching people, like I, I travel a lot in, in different places. And I remember I was standing in line at the grocery store and there was this little kid and he was looking at the, you know, the toy rack is strategically placed 
right at, you know, where you check out. <clears throat> and so this boy is like, you know, almost he's in ecstasy. Just like, <laughs> and he's looking at all these toys and he grabs one and he goes over to his mom. He's like, can I have this? She's like, no, put that away. And he's like, <sighs> goes back, picks out another toy. Can I have this? No, put it away. Goes back. Genius of children. Grabs his little sister. Takes the toy and puts it in her hand. And comes up and says, can my sister have this? (laughs) No! And then he gets beat, you know? Like, that's just part of it. But that's a good parent. You can't always give your child what they want. And this is God's promise in prayer. Not to give us what we want, but to give us what we need. Because most of the time, we're like James and John. And we're asking God for things that don't make us holy, but make us content. Or make us powerful, or honorable, or wealthy, or great in the eyes of others, or whatever. They're insurance policies for us. Jesus says to most of us, the vast majority of the time, the same thing he says to James and John. You do not know what you are asking for. And let's be honest, if we always got what we wanted from God, we'd never be saints. What are the saints? They're those men and women that throughout the centuries, they just trust. They trust that no matter what they get in this life, even if it's what they didn't want, it's what they need. And this really is the core of Lent. Is the core, at least it should be the core of our Lenten sacrifices. We don't sacrifice to get God to love us more. We sacrifice so that we love God more. Because sacrifice makes you a person of trust. When I give up something, it's because I believe that you're gonna you're gonna provide for me. I don't know how. Think about Cain and Abel. Why is Abel's sacrifice acceptable? Because Abel gave him the best. Cain gave him what was left over. Cain didn't trust. That's why Lent is such a powerful time for those who fully enter into it. A week ago, I was talking to a priest friend of mine. He was recently at an exorcism conference. And yes, they actually have those. He's preparing to be an exorcist for his diocese. And at this conference, they have workshops and talks to teach and to train new exorcists in the practice of exorcism. Anyway, he said there was this one exorcist who was speaking, and he said he recently performed an exorcism during Lent on a young man. And the demon said during the exorcism, we hate Lent. Now, that shouldn't be a surprise. But we hate Lent. And the exorcist asked, why? Why do you hate Lent? And the demon said this. Because it is the one time of the year that Christians do what they are supposed to do all the time. They sacrifice and they grow in trust. Pray on that for a while. Maybe Lent shouldn't just be a liturgical season. Maybe it should be a way of life.